0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today. In late May, Chattanooga's One West Side plan was announced that would spur more redevelopment for a part of downtown Chattanooga called The Bend. That is a huge piece of property on the west end of the city along the banks of the Tennessee River. The One West Side project involves the city of Chattanooga Hamilton County, and the owner of the Bend, Urban Story Ventures, and more. Urban Story Ventures has called the Bend Chattanooga's next great urban neighborhood. The one west side project will include commercial space, a riverfront park, and thousands of new homes. Among those new homes, at least 10% of the housing will be set aside for affordable housing.
0: This trajectory-altering project will provide a long-term lift to every resident's quality of life in Chattanooga and will go the distance toward addressing our residents' housing, education, and employment needs for decades to come. And
1: that affordable housing is the topic for our conversation with Chattanooga Mayor Tim Kelly for this episode. Also, to add to that one West Side announcement, this news comes not too long after getting more details on the new baseball stadium project in the South Broad Street area of Chattanooga. The stadium development will bring in hundreds of new apartments and townhomes that the mayor's office has said in the past will take more pressure off the tight housing market. And they expect all this new available housing will also help bring down the high cost of rent in the city. All these plans are
0: ambitious and will take a lot of work. Now it comes down to execution. We've got to actually do these things. It's not uh, uh, the time for speeches is over, is over. And again, I feel like I'm uh, as good or better at uh, getting stuff done than I am at giving speeches. So, so now the fun begins. This is...
1: <laughs> Tomorrow Town, Tennessee. This is the podcast that tells the stories of the people who call the Tennessee Valley home, explores the problems they face, and talks to the people working on solutions and working to move this region forward. I'm Josh Rowe. I'm your host for this journey. Before we get to the interview, a couple of things. First, if you're listening to this show and have found value in this podcast, please follow the podcast on whatever platform you like. This helps this show grow. And if you're a regular listener to Tomorrow Town, Tennessee, you probably know we release new episodes every other week. And you also likely know we just put out a new episode last week. Well, sometimes we get an interview and think, we want you to hear this... Now, so when that happens, we will release new episodes as we get them ready. And that also means our next new episode will be released on Thursday, July 20th. That's unless we get a new episode and think you need to hear this sooner than that. All right, let's get to the interview. We hope you enjoy this conversation with Chattanooga Mayor Tim Kelly. Mayor Kelly joins us again. joined us before yes indeed glad to be back Uh, glad to have you back we're talking about affordable housing today indeed and boy so much ground to cover here so let's let's just start with with the definitions if we could Mm -hmm. right because i think that's important right because if you get in there and you, you google affordable housing and you look at workforce housing so what you're trying to do could be different than somebody else. So, so how do you define affordable housing?
0: Well, it's an it's an important uh, question because, as you say, it implied in it is kind of a numerator and a denominator. Not mm-hmm. to get too math geeky, but it it has to do with uh, affordable housing for whom. First, you have to say, well, how much money do you make? It's all based on. You know, uh, the idea that that most people well, anybody really shouldn't be paying more than roughly a third of their income for their housing. So um, we talk a lot in, uh, you know, in affordable housing circles about AMI, annual median income. And that varies from place to place. Um, But that that's the definition. Right. And so we talk about percentages of AMI And, and people's eyes glaze over. Pretty quickly, but I think I think the the thing that people can relate to that we're starting to to talk more about is um, police, firefighters, teachers. Those positions, which are critical to the lifeblood of a city, are all below the average annual AMI. Uh, and currently, unfortunately, in the city of Chattanooga, none of them can really afford to buy a house here. Uh, and that that really kind of underscores the urgency of our work. Yeah, when you talk
1: about why do you need to, that's that's a, a good that's a good why right yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah, and you also I know you've talked about in, in the past, right? The more housing that we have, yep, it it, it improves the homeless situation. It it yep. improves uh, growth of the city. Yes, um, all these things. And and so can you just talk about that? Just kind of like, yeah, you know, clearly, not doing anything is clearly not an option. No. And <laughs> and so how do you decide how much? You put into this, how big of a priority this is, those kind of things.
0: Well, we decided it was a huge priority, um, you know, uh, really shortly after getting into office. And that was, of course, coming out of COVID. Uh, again, it's my job a, is a tough job, right? It's a, it's kind of a Goldilocks uh, job mm-hmm. of, of balancing. And we had a lot of folks that moved in here. Uh, during the pandemic and that's a good thing but that also pushed up housing prices and and we saw across the united states and cities particularly cities where people wanted to live wanted to move to and it but it's true of the in the whole industrialized world um, housing has become, uh, more and more expensive. Some of that is a little uh, mysterious and nefarious, in that you see a lot of investment firms that have gone out and bought up housing as a, an right. investment tool, which is uh, which doesn't really help anybody but them. Uh, it's a different. We'll leave that aside. It's somewhat related to the short-term vacation rental thing. Sure. But early on, we decided this was really important, and in fact, uh, last year's budget. You know, we peeled out about thirty million dollars to uh, to start this affordable housing investment fund, which we can talk more about. But it's a it's a hugely important uh, issue. It's not an easy one to fix. Uh, that's why we went out and found one of the smartest minds in the business, a, a woman named Nicole Heyman, who moved up here from New Orleans. We were lucky to attract her. She helped uh, rebuild Katrina, or rather, New Orleans uh, post Katrina. And uh, we're hard at work putting tools in place to to be able to, again, create more housing, period. Right. Because as I've said from the very beginning, uh, you know, increasing the supply everywhere or rather anywhere is going to increase affordability um, uh, everywhere. Because, again, it's to some extent, it's just about supply and demand.
1: Yeah. What what locally, as far as the pandemic, I know, like anecdotally, several people personally who work remotely moved here the last several years just because i I like chattanooga sure i visited chattanooga and i had a good time yeah or i want somewhere that's nice outdoor scene or whatever got it and so and I, i think just we all know our quality of life here it's pretty good. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's and- what
0: we're trying to do, you know, is create great quality of life. And so, to some extent, we're a bit like the dog that caught the car we were chasing, <laughs> right? I mean, we're haunted by our own success. And so, that has pushed it up. And again, what we know is that demand, if you think about it in supply and demand, that demand came in during the pandemic. Well, during the pandemic, nobody was building anything. Right. Either because they were, you know, out because of COVID and or supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. And so, that disconnect is what put us in the, in the shape we're in today. Yeah. So, so to follow all that up, what do you do about
1: it? And so so, so explain kind of your, what you are working on, what you have announced,
0: kind of like strategies around that well you know first and foremost it's you know build baby build yeah. right it's i mean we work with the home builders association and and uh, and we're trying to streamline processes at ldo and make it more attractive for people to build housing um, in the city of chattanooga whether that's multi-family single family whatever mm. um, there are a number of other initiatives that we're working on some are easier to do than others uh, i will tell you historically we have not gotten our fair share through the uh tennessee Housing Development Agency, THDA, of, uh, of LIHTC funding. That is a kind of, uh, you know, a, a HUD government-sponsored uh, low-income tax credit to build multifamily housing. We're working hard to make sure that we get more of that in the future. And- we haven't really had any developers here that ever really took advantage of it. So some of it is educational uh, to see that they can take advantage of that. Uh, we have rolled out um, a program to help people with down payments, some Correct. down payment assistance. Sometimes it's not so much the mortgage payment as it is, you know, hey, I don't have 40 grand in cash to put down um, on uh, as a down payment. But we've got a program that we're rolling out to help with that. Um, the biggest piece, however will be that affordable housing trust fund, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm a big believer from my time uh, at the Community Foundation and and having served on the board of other uh, foundations They have very large endowments. I mean, there's probably a billion dollars of endowment dollars just in Chattanooga that are looking for investment vehicles. Now, they invest in everything from stocks and bonds to... Uh, uh to um some of them you know invest in uh, alternative uh, instruments like hedge funds and things of that nature mm-hmm. but look housing is asset backed right i mean you have a and and it's very low risk provided that it's framed correctly and i do think you know the concept of impact investing is essentially just well i'll put it another way all investing is impact investing okay if you buy a thousand shares of microsoft you're investing in that. Well, where where are those jobs? Okay. What what are the products they make? How does that affect the world? And I'm not suggesting a thousand shares of Microsoft is is nefarious in any way, shape, or form, but it it's a thing. It has right. a it has a footprint. Well, similarly, if we can create investment vehicles right here in Chattanooga where where private and public and philanthropic Uh, entities can invest in housing and get and get you know good returns they're not going to you know nobody's going to get rich but there's a uh, there's a there's a inverse relationship between risk and return in investment theory we can raise a lot of money to help create more affordable housing man that sunset is gorgeous
1: grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing carvana's inventory while you soak it all in a potential builder mm-hmm. right what is that conversation like of 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 saying hey i know you may can make more money on yep.
0: this high-end place yeah we need affordable house. how do you how do you do that well look i mean we we are going to work with the market we're not gonna you know I, i'm i'm you know um I believe in markets. I believe markets work most mm-hmm. of the time. And we're not going to force people to build uh, things that are affordable. It's kind of a carrot and stick approach. I mean, if you took, you know, I guess we do have cameras, but uh, for people that are uh, watching this, take up, let's say, an area the size of this table or the size of this room. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I can sell it for. $2,000 a square foot rather than $500 a square foot, why wouldn't I do that right? So it has to be about incentives. It has to be about incentives. And that's where things like Litech come in to say, look, if you will, uh, let's say, for example, uh, build uh, an apartment building, uh, if you will set aside X number of, uh, of units and, and say, therefore, you know, 60 to 80% AMI, you know, again, affordable housing so that a teacher or a cop could live there. Then you know we will um, give you some sort of incentive, some sort of a uh, you know a tax break, or or again there are a lot of federal uh, tax increments
1: to to incentivize that sort of thing. Yeah. Tell me about the, the bend a little bit. I know that it's nope. it's it's one that you. Um, worked a lot on and, and yes. it, you just announced it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um and and there is a, a affordable housing component in there. It's not all of that. No, no. Um could kind of explain that for some folks because I know, you know, after that announcement
0: there was some pushback and and, and some yeah. questions
1: and these kind of things. And so explain that.
0: Well it's important for people to get a visual of just how large an area we're talking about. I mean mm-hmm. we're talking about basically creating Creating a whole new downtown neighborhood and revitalizing another. Yeah. So a big part of this, um, and we do talk about them together, right? Uh, the West Side Evolves project has been uh, on the on the drawing board since the Burke administration or maybe before that, right? But this is one of Chattanooga's largest and oldest um, uh, public housing projects. And it historically has been, you know, um, gosh, zero to 30% AMI, right? But, it, but we, the, the really important thing here is that those units will be preserved and rebuilt and they will be expanded upon to include uh, all the way up to 100% AMI because all the research shows that uh, that, that sort of um, socioeconomic integration, Right. Uh, rather than just a bunch of people uh, living in one area who, uh, who, who have no real income at all um, is much healthier for everybody so the, the the important thing to know there though is that the tax increment that's created by all this private investment in the bend you know which is which is the big area where combustion engineering used to be down by the river is what will create the increment to essentially make a down payment. Uh, on the revitalization of the West Side, which will then allow them to go get a, another $50 million of, of, uh, of federal money and mm-hmm. what they call a choice neighborhoods grant. Uh, and then kick off even more money, uh, from, a uh, $90 million of low income tax credits, like we were just talking about from the Tennessee Housing Development Agency. So, so the private investment, imbe- I mean, the, the housing stock, Uh, and the, and the amount of affordable housing in those places won't be the same. Uh, one certainly will be a little higher end than the other, but there will be continuity. And we do look at it as one, you know, one development uh, together. And if you look at a map, in fact, they hang together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. This uh, When we talked last time, we talked about the differences in, in your job versus a legislative job and, and in this specific situation, made the announcement and there were some some questions around city council and some things yeah, said understandable how what is your next step with that you know in congress you're going to go whip votes that kind of idea yeah. what is the process on us in, in a city for for going and trying to you know explain what you're actually trying to, to accomplish well, that's and a, those kind of things
0: it, it's it's explaining yeah. first of all i mean we work really really hard to get the details right um there was a, actually a, a power poll that came out in the free press and I, you know that kind of verifies we most people think we got it right i think mm-hmm. 75% of people um and i think we did i mean it's uh uh this is a, this is a a balancing act for sure and this is a big big project with a lot of moving pieces but um, uh, you know, again, I don't expect that uh, a guy on the street uh, or a city council person necessarily has done all the homework necessary uh, to to know all that before they speak up and you know render an opinion. But it, but it's our job to inform them, and that's what we. That's what that's what begins. Uh, well, it has already begun. Ultimately, it is about whipping votes. I'm not concerned that you know uh, that about the project happening. We we. You know, we did our homework before uh, we announced the project, but um, I am feel sure that it will get it done. I want to be thoughtful about your time here. I have two more questions yep. for you on that
1: idea. And this is kind of off topic a little bit. But when you do get pushback mm-hmm. and that's inevitable yeah. for, for what you do, right? You know, if, if you are just assuming everyone is trying to do their best, yep. tr- trying to, to be, you know, fair, fair. Fair dealer, and, and this, this whole thing. One would hope. Yeah how how do you how do you process that? What do yeah. you how do you think about that? You know, because I mean that that comes with the territory, but at the same time, like you know. You, you're clearly trying to
0: do something positive for the city. Well, again, if it's something that we can reasonably debate, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we're lucky. I mean, we have a really good relationship with council. And you rarely do you see people grandstanding or stunting yeah. or just being difficult for the sake of political posturing. But it, it does happen. I mean, it is politics after all. And so, I mean, if it's a rational objection, we, we can address it. And and so there's some pieces of this that we can, you know, that we can that we can adjust presumably. I mean, there are, again, there are a lot of parties here. You've got the housing authority. You've got the, you know, you've got the investors for the uh, for the bend mm-hmm. and and urban story ventures and so on. But you know, the the bread is not baked. It ain't you know. It, it, so there's there's some room for uh, for movement. You know, the, as far as the the posturing goes, that's just politics, right? Some of that is right. inevitable. Yeah. Tell
1: me this. this is the last question I have for you the the Ben project and the stadium project right mm-hmm. you've been in office for two years yep. and and both of those are are big yeah. projects and you're taking parts of the city not only underutilized for the most part not utilized right um, other than the riverwalk or whatever mm-hmm. um, think about just just that how how different this city will look you know. I guess, 10 years for, for the Ben yep. project, but, but just like, those are big aggressive ideas. Yep. Can you yep. just, just speak to that kind of like how, what a change that will be for the city if, if looked, all that goes, to yeah. the, goes as planned. Well, I look, it's why
0: I ran for office. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I I, uh, I cast my lot here 30 years ago and I genuinely believe the city has got potential to be the best in America. And 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 but but somebody, I mean, I think I got elected to lead to take on big projects like this um, without regard for political risk. And that's what I'm doing. So um, and I got to say, considering the scale uh, of these projects, uh, I think it's going pretty well. So, I mean, I, you know, I look forward to just now. I mean, again, all these big rocks are now moving. Um, these are massive projects. And again, back to that difference between legislative politics and executive politics you know, the, now, now it comes down to execution, right? right. We've got to actually do these things. It's not, uh, uh the time for speeches is over, is over. And again, I feel like I'm uh, as good or better at uh, getting stuff done than I am at giving speeches. So, so now the fun begins. And Mayor Kelly, thanks yeah. for your time. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir.
1: We always appreciate Mayor Tim Kelly for taking the time to talk to us. He'll join us again real soon. Also coming up soon on the podcast, we'll also talk to Dr. Mina Sartipi from UTC. If you're not from around here, that's the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. We'll talk to Dr. Sartipi about a fascinating project where she has been studying smart intersections. Uh, These intersections have all these sensors and software trying to predict movement through the intersection in an attempt to better understand the future for autonomous vehicles. And she learned not long ago that this project's about to expand. All that, coming soon, on. TomorrowTown, Tennessee. This podcast is a production of News Channel 9, Fox Chattanooga, and Sinclair Broadcast Group Chattanooga. We hope you join us again real soon. Oh, and did you call your papaw yet? Well, you should.